Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. Tonight, we're going to share a wonderful dream come true together. In 1955, an amazing man named Walt Disney dreamt of a magic kingdom. Happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of Old Aboard, the Disneyland Railroad. We are a Disneyland Resort-based podcast in which we get on the railroad every single week, and we take it to a different attraction uh, with our conductor Joe, of course, and our imaginations, as always. I am Jungle Cruiser, sitting next to my host in crime, space hyperspace mountaineer. It's Got it right this week. <laughs> How's it going? I, I keep forgetting to write. I'm not forgetting, but I don't... I'm, should I write it on the description of the show? Because I always write Jungle Cruiser and Space Mountaineer. It's because it's not natural, I guess. It's not official. Yeah. Uh, and I do rewrite those every single week. I don't copy-paste and all that. So it's like, the, at least at least one time I, I rewrite it. So, um, Top of the episodes, we've got shout-outs, as always. There's not many this week. Uh, we got, from last week's episode, the People Mover, which, great episode, by the way. I mean, we're patting ourselves on the back here, but... I loved it. Yeah, Jake. we had a good time with the listener Dave. Yeah. Dave. Um, yeah. We'll have to definitely have him back on. Especially for an attraction that we, I mean, I, I know I, I got on at least the one time. You never actually got on it. And it was still a great time talking yeah. about it, you know, reminiscing and <laughs> dreaming and hoping that maybe one day they'd bring it back, which seemed to be the consensus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jay Pity on Instagram, obviously, you're right to bring him back. And while you're at it, move the Astro Orbiter, the rockets. We couldn't think of it last week, and I did look it up. It's like the something rockets. Uh, and uh, back to the platform, which is the is it the Observatron? Is that what that thing is officially called? I don't know. After the transition, I will have corrected what I just said, just in case that's wrong. Um, and then uh, Paras Hit on Instagram, right? Uh, he wrote nice. And then G- DJ uh, Motives. He wrote, LOL, this is dope. And the Instagram photo they're talking about is uh, last week's, and I wrote, The Railroad of Tomorrowland. Because I thought the same thing right before you mentioned it. I was like, man, it's like the Railroad of Tomorrowland. And then listener Dave wrote, uh, he he said, uh, he didn't write anything. He mentioned on the episode how if Star Wars Land, they should have something like that, that Mm -hmm. takes you through all the different stuff in Star Wars. so cool. And I thought about it. They could either A... Put what are those things called that they ride in, in, in Star Wars? Those little pods. I don't know if they're pods, but they ride them in the desert. 
Those little cars. Oh, that I, know they... I know what you're talking about. I don't know what they're called. Sorry, not a big Star Wars fan. Please help us out. Whoever J- Joe, our conductor, would know. He would know. You know. Uh, maybe they should put those either in Tomorrowland that, that take you around. That'd be cool. Or put those in Star Wars Land that would take you around the whole land so you can check stuff out. I don't know. It's a good idea. So, <sighs> Floors yours, sir. That's the... Uh, that's it. That's, that's, all, that's all the shout-outs. Shout out. Like I said, not, not many shout-outs this week. So, All right, so we're going to talk about the Disneyland Inside Out app as we do every week. Um, it is available on all Apple products and Android products, so definitely check out your app store for that. Um Many things that it does offer, um, it offers the discussion boards is a huge part of the app. Um, you can interact with all Disney fans and anybody like yourself, um, whether you go to the park a lot or whether you don't go to the park often like we do, um, well, like we don't, um, you can definitely, um, interact with people that are on there and find out what's going on around the park and see, um, if people have been recently and what they did, what they enjoyed, maybe you can comment on their posts or maybe ask questions of your own. So definitely check that section out. Um, a big part of the app that I enjoy is the food section. I think we talked about this on the food app, but or on the food episodes, <laughs> um, combining the two, I guess. Yeah. Um, but if you go to the food section, you click on one of the restaurants. I just clicked on Bengal Barbecue. Um, it does offer. Um, it shows the price of, uh, like an estimated price of how much you will spend there. So you don't really have to go to the actual um, area. It does have the menus on there, so you can definitely plan that. Um, and it tells you if they offer breakfast, lunch, dinner, and if they offer snacks. So, and Bengal Barbecue is one of my favorite places. Bengal Barbecue is good, good for a snack, of course. Yeah, get a, like so a, good. Like a Coke, and then like a one of those uh, skewers. They have good skewers there. I forgot what the one I was going to say skewer, but I forgot which one it was. But uh, do they have it? They have it on there. Yeah, they have jungle skewers, which is like let's see, they got the Bengal beef skewer with yeah. zucchini. Sorry, no. Sweet Zulu sauce. I don't know why it's a zucchini. <laughs> the Z. Gotcha. They ha- yeah, the Z confused me. <laughs> I just jumped to it. Uh, they have a skewer with bacon, wrapped asparagus. That one is really good. Nice. I Definitely think the first one is the, is the one I get. You know, like three or four bucks. It's like it's not expensive yeah, at all. Just it's four forty nine for, for yeah. that beef skewer. Really, Sweet. Good, really good. Really good deal. Mm-hmm. Pretty quick snack. The line's <clears throat> usually not very long. The wait's not very long for the food. It's pretty reasonable, so... Yeah, definitely check them out if you haven't checked them out. But mm-hmm. all those restaurants are in there. It offers all of that stuff. Um, if you want to check that section out as well, um, hours and schedule section, huge part of the app. We talk about this all the time. It's huge for me, so that's why I like talking about it. Um, if you're going to the park anytime soon or looking at days um, that you want to go and want to see attendance estimates, um, that's the section for you, I guess. Um, and you can see what time the parks are open. If there's going to be any shows closing, ride closures, um, things like that. If you're Annual passes are good for that day. If you don't know, um, definitely check that section out. Um, another part of the app, Magic Partners Travel section, definitely check that out. Um, they're offering a free quote for anybody who wants to book a vacation anytime soon. Um, so you can check them out there or check them out at MagicalPartnersTravel.com. Um, get that eye on the price guaranteed and uh, tell them all aboard sent you. For sure. Yeah, for Every sure. week. Uh, now that it got brought to our attention, it's... I'm sorry. The person we that, have the, to say it now. The person that said it is probably like, you know, yeah, yelling at their <laughs> stereo or their headphones. I know it's it's more like now it's just a joke and now everybody knows about it, so it's like it's now brought to everybody's attention. So, um, really quick, I got a couple more announcements before we get on the railroad here. Um, 
We are on SoundCloud now, fully on SoundCloud. Every episode has been transferred over to SoundCloud. I will still have it available on MixCloud as a backup, just in case, but uh, I'll be uh, sharing the links on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all those uh, social medias for the SoundCloud one. So, Yeah, and if you also want access to all of our other episodes, you can also find them on allaboardpodcast.com. Just click on the Episodes uh, tab at the top, click on the picture, it'll take you right to the episode, and be able to listen to it too from there yeah those are links to the yeah you're right and all the pictures match i i, I made sure the only one that, that don't match is when i post them to like instagram i kind of change the photo a little bit because they're not actual links but all link photos kind of match so if you hit the one on the website the one on soundcloud will be the same exact image and then the same image will also be on mixcloud just so everyone knows everything i want to keep everything kind of organized uniform as, as much as i could yeah uh, and also, a couple. I, like I said, I, I had a couple more things. So, we have our winner for our contest was our 300 likes. Uh, I put everyone's name into a randomizer online, hit the button, and the, the name that came up was Kate Best Warwick. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll discuss a prize. So, email us at uh, allaboard1955 at gmail dot com. Uh, if you don't do it by next episode, we will reach out to you. I'm definitely uh, I'm not going to change the winner just based on that. So I will uh, we'll talk we'll talk about a prize uh, once you email us. You know. So uh, and also really quick, it's been this is our third episode since I've been back from my trip. And I remember we talked about a little challenge I was going to do, or not really challenge, but kind of see how many attractions you could do on a in a, in a full day mm-hmm. on a busy day. And I count here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 attractions that I did. I marked down. That's 12 attractions. If you figure about Which each one's about an what hour. I said. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that was from 8 to midnight. We didn't leave at midnight. We left around 10, not going to lie. So we probably could have squeezed in two more. Um, and I count. That's a long day. Like, even for me, like, my feet are hurting. It's like, man... And you guys went to that 24-hour thing, and I got mad at you for not, not staying. I know. And, not, like, we left at 2, 2 a.m., I think. Yeah. That, so I was like, oh, I, like, we only, couldn't. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. I was surprised we stayed that long. I thought about it, too, because, like, when we went to sleep, and then we woke up around, uh, I think, 8 or 9, I was like, man, we would have been at Disneyland until 8 a.m. the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I would have done differently, and you guys couldn't have done this because you said it was so crowded, is I would have gone back to the room for a couple of hours, rested, and then went back to the park to enjoy the rest yeah, of the night. Yeah, if that was an option, it definitely would have been done. Yeah. But so. it just it wasn't an option. <sighs> All right, let's get into the uh, our, our topic here, which we haven't really talked about yet. What's it called again? Um, it's called Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer's Island. Yes, Tom Sawyer Island or Tom Sawyer's? I think it's his island. His island? So Sawyer's. Okay. I don't know, we'll, correct, way, we'll correct that if we're wrong. You guys know what I'm talking about or what we were talking about. We were going to go pick up our guest here. Uh, he's actually waiting for us somewhere. Don't know where. we got to go find him. Uh, but uh, let's get on the railroad right now. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited... Now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. Howdy folks, welcome aboard the Disneyland Railroad. This is your conductor speaking. Today we are headed to Pirate's Lair at Tom Sawyer's Island. Tom Sawyer's Island opened on June 16, 1956 
and was a place where kids can run around using their imaginations as if they were Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn. In 2007, pirates invaded the island, left some treasure and artifacts there as well. Even the notorious pirate Captain Jack Sparrow himself could be seen meeting and interacting with guests. We have arrived at our stop. Enjoy your visit at Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer's Island. Early in the morning, between the hours of six and seven, fellows men surrounded me. They number two and I showed me pistol, but alas, I was mistaken for Svetlana took the powder. A prisoner I was taken for sure and a murderer. But Alright everybody, we got it over here to uh, Pirate Slayer on Tom Sawyer Island. That's a mouthful. It didn't used to be called that. It used to just be called Tom Sawyer Island. Um... We are sitting here with our guest, Jeremy, from uh, Disneyland Times on Instagram. You guys go follow him. Uh, hey, what's going on, Jeremy? How's it going? Hey, how are you doing? Um, you want to start off by giving us, hey. uh, talk about your, your Instagram and your background of history, kind of, or Disneyland, kind of, and uh, whatever else you want to talk about. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, man, where to start? Uh, I've been going to Disneyland... Uh, since I was about, gosh, about three or four, um, and, uh, went to the family, you know, annual trips, I think, were pretty common growing up, and then as I became a young adult, I started going on my own with friends, and then girlfriend, and then I, I actually proposed, uh, to my wife now, uh, Gosh, about 15 years ago, in front of um, Sleeping Beauty's castle, and she said yes. <laughs> and uh, I guess it was about 13 years ago. Yeah, 14, something like that. We've been married now for 13 years. So um, we both obviously share that the uh, passion for Disneyland and the magic uh, that is to be had there. And um, so. Uh, about a year ago, I've always been into um, filming things, uh, taking pictures of things. As a kid, I was that, that dork with the camcorder, held, you know, handheld camcorder on my shoulder. I filmed everything we did. I filmed my friends. We made short little movies and commercials and stuff. And uh, always had fun doing that, being behind the camera. I also did some stuff in front of the camera and pursued the acting thing for a while. Um, but I just have a passion for that art, for the photography um, on both sides. And I've always loved uh, the beauty that is, is Disneyland. You know, you walk down Main Street and it takes you back. It takes you, it takes you back in time, but it takes you uh, to, to this special place that only exists at Disneyland. It exists in our minds and our in our imaginations when we're not there. But so I've, I've always wanted to capture that, and 
never up until recently had an outlet for it that, that I realized anyway. So I got a lot of pictures of family and friends and that kind of stuff, but I've always been into the background, the, the things that make us love Disney and Disneyland. And so I started an Instagram about a year ago, and um, just been putting, I originally actually started by going back through all videos, because I videotaped everything, every trip I've got videotaped of. And I realized I didn't have any stills um, of the background shots, of the shots without people in them, of the castle, of the, you know, Matterhorn Mountain, of Thunder, House, Thunder Mountain, uh, these these landmarks that we all know and we all love. And so I started going through my videos and chopping up my videos um, to take stills hmm. from those videos and then Photoshop them and then put them on Instagram. So I started doing that and started building a following and then I realized, like, I need to get back to Disneyland. I need more current <laughs> pictures. It's been too long. And I think at that point it had only been... I had even gone... I think I went two months after I started my Instagram. I had gone two months prior to starting the Instagram Disneyland Times account mm -hmm. and I didn't take enough pictures. And so I was out. I was like, we gotta go back. And I told my wife, she's like, you don't have to twist my arm. Um... Let's look, you know. So we uh, we made that decision to get passes and have not regretted it one bit. Um, you know, it's, it's expensive. I know a lot of people talk about how much it costs to go, but um, I don't know if there's a price that that would come out that I wouldn't pay to experience that. Exactly. It might cut into how often I do, but I don't think it would keep me away. You know. Yeah, and about how there's far away are you? Uh, we're in Sacramento. About a six-hour drive, so seven-hour drive? Six, it's, it's 400 miles, so it's about a... I've made it in five and a half hours. Mm -hmm. That's about us. You know, if we head out... So what we've done lately, last last few trips, we, we leave at midnight or so. Yeah, midnight, 1 a.m. We get to the park around 6.30... We head to parking, we park, we get into the park, and we go to the park until we can check into our hotel. So we check into the hotel, crash for a couple hours, and then go close the park out. And then we sleep that night in the hotel, and then we hit the park the next morning. And sometimes we drive home that day because we just, we're doing one hotel stay, you know, it's yep. a quick trip in and out. It's hard, but like, I don't care. It, I'll justify it anywhere I have to. It's totally <laughs> worth it to me. So I agree. These pink blossoms came on the trees, and I was like, "Babe, we gotta, we gotta go." The blossoms are only here for a short while. We, we gotta go. And so we blasted down there. It was, you know, we never regret going, man. Never. No, I definitely agree so, with you on those one-day trips. Yeah, uh, we love road trips anyway. My, you know, I. We've been married. We have daughters now that are six and eight. Um, they've obviously been going since they were born. In fact, we even went one time when my wife was pregnant with our youngest. We might have gone both times she was pregnant. I don't remember. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, that's the great thing about Disneyland. Even if you're pregnant, my pregnant wife went with, I mean, our baby was at the time, I think she was nine months old or ten months old. And my wife was a few months pregnant. And there's still so much to do. 
there's so much to see. There's so much to take in and just to be there. Even when you can't hop on Matterhorn and um, wish there was a chiropractor that worked at the end of the ride when you get <laughs> off because you're pregnant, there's still so many other things to do, you know, and see. Um, so, yeah, our whole family is, is gigantic, gigantic Disneyland fans and Disney fans in general. Um, another thing, not to continue on and on, but um, I've always had, had uh, a passion for, for drawing and for art, and, and I just love what Walt Disney stood for. And if you guys saw, I imagine you definitely saw the special on Walt Disney. I think it was a four-hour special um, a few months back. It was like a documentary kind of. Did you guys see that? I did not see that one, no. no. It, it, there was a movie that came out, uh, Walt Before Mickey, but that wasn't really any... I don't think it had to do with Disney. Okay, no, that wasn't it. Yeah. I, I want to say it was on A&E or... Hmm. Gosh, I don't remember. You could look it up. And I know they had it on iTunes and stuff for download. But it's incredible. It goes through his childhood history, talks about his parents, and... Um, just the tough times that they had as a family growing up is you know it touches on that it touches on his trip to california it touches on him opening the studios him losing everybody because the union came in and and basically took all of his people um and they all went union while well, they had to start over and it's just it's an incredible story but the man is responsible for so much that continues to live on even after his death. It's in, it's incredible. But so I've always been I've always been obsessed with the Disney characters, and I like to draw the Donald and Mickey and and Goofy and Pluto. And so I found that Instagram was a good outlet for that too, because as an artist drawing, it's fun to draw. It's really fun to have an audience that looks at your stuff outside of your family and goes, "Good job, Jeremy. That looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, can you do one for me? Can you, you know, occasional request or whatever?" But it's really gratifying to put it on Instagram and have, you know, a few few hundred or a few thousand people look at it and double tap because they like it. It's awesome. <laughs> so I've enjoyed that as well. Um, but I've always just been a huge fan. You know, we we always make try to make it happen to go into the um, animation studios at California Adventure and we've done the you know we sit down and draw with the artist before a few times and man I don't know I could go on and on about Disney Woman and Disney in general it's um, it's funny because I have to, so I, I'm a salesman uh, for a plumbing wholesale house that gives us a lot of contractors and construction workers and um in, in my industry, I find a lot of guys uh, don't want to admit to liking Disney. Um, and they don't go, they don't get it, they don't support it, they're, they're sports fanatics or whatever. And to each their own, I totally get it. Um, but the people that go to Disneyland and like Disney, we're all, we're all the same. We all get the magic. We all feel the magic. That's why we continue to go, and we'll go until we die. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like religion, you know? If you get it, and you believe, you get it. You don't even question it. You don't not feel it. It's impossible to not feel it. But if you don't believe, you don't get it. 
And you're not going to justify the money. You're not going to justify the crowds. You're not going to justify the wait times, and on and on and on. But for us believers, it's, you know, it's never. It's, it's. I don't know. We've been there at max capacity, and it, it won't keep me from going back. Yeah, we we talked about that yeah. uh, before. Where it's like when you're watching a show or listening to this music and you, you kind of feel like you're the only person, I guess, in the world. Like when the fireworks start or Fantasmic. When I first watched Fantasmic, speaking of the magic, I I was blown away by just the music alone. And then the actual show starts and I was like, you yeah, you're just like, you, you like I said, you feel like you're the only person in that world and it's like phenomenal what they what they do and what they pull off, you know. Phenomenal, exactly. But, you know, listening, we have a lot of good things to not probably probably seven hours a day realistically in fact my wife was getting ready the other day and it was playing on her phone and I paused it to tell her something and we talked and then she goes hey you paused it you didn't say anything I was like sorry and she goes it takes me exactly 21 minutes to get ready that's (laughs) how long this song is like you don't mess with my routine it was hilarious (laughs) But she's dead serious. Like, it, it's constant. And it's because it makes you happy. It makes you feel positive and uplifted and happy, you know, just happy. Um, but I, we've, uh, the Finding Nemo soundtrack is a great one, too. Um, and we've been driving down the road, and I've asked my girls, I'm like, do you feel it? <laughs> this is the kind of music you feel. Let me turn it up. That's a good sound system. But do you feel it? Like, I don't know. It's, it's something that's hard to explain unless you feel it, and I think the majority of us Disney fans feel it. You know? Yeah, and I agree. That's why during my transitions, I put the music because it's like at least for that minute or two, you you get transformed back into the park just just by the oh, music alone. Yeah, I, yeah. I love the I love the way you close out the show with the uh, Soaring Over California. I think right. Yeah, that was our first um, like uh, I think ten episodes or something like that. I closed it out with that, and then we. I've changed the okay. outro a few times, but each each one brings you back to the park somehow. Like the current one we have now yeah. is uh, um, when when what's it called? When can we do this again? Yeah, something like that by the oh, uh, yeah. uh, Owl City, and that goes back to the that goes back to the park for the parade. It also at the end of Wreck It Ralph at the end of that movie made me feel like that was just a great movie overall, and in the end just does not disappoint even for the credits. So I kind of went with both on that one. So, the, right. the, the, yeah, I like the, it. I'm sorry, what? I said I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I said that, the, yeah, the music you're listening to now is the uh, Soarin' Over California. That's like the first part of it. And it just, it's so subtle, but it's still, it's still there. It makes you feel like you're, I make me feel like I'm at the park anyway. So, yeah, exactly. It, it is. It's a nice little escape for those of us that can't go every day or every weekend. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're we're just as far as you, and I don't I don't have an annual pass. I go once a year now, maybe twice if I'm lucky. But it's uh, whenever I can get out there. It's I don't miss an opportunity to get out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know my girls are spoiled. I think they even understand because you know to go to the. I mean, I think we've been, and I count them as bit. I count uh, people count them differently. I think. Uh, if you pass older, it's cool because it tells you how many times you've been in the park. Oh, okay. Um, 
which is awesome. But when we go, we usually go for a night or two nights, sometimes five or six nights. And we go to the park when we get there, we go the next day, and then we go with the day we leave before we drive home because it's impossible not to go when you have a pass. Like, you have to go. Yeah. And we don't, every time we go, the day we get home, okay, we're just going to go for a couple hours, and we're going to leave around noon. And it's like noon, and we're, you know, we've already packed up, we're checked out, and we're like, you know what, let's just eat lunch here. We eat lunch there, and we're like, ah, oh, you know, man, we just caught the parade. It's like, right, we get to that time, let's watch a parade. Dude, there's no lines. Look at that. We got to do a ride, and it's three o'clock. I'm like, ah, oh, man. I mean, at this point, traffic bad, so we might as well stay until like eight. Nice. And then we, you know, then you catch another parade, and it's nine o'clock, and you're getting on the road, or, or you know, occasionally uh, we, you know, book another night because we just can't leave. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. It's a, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah so I, I think you know. And you're right about the price. Like, there's not going to be a price where I'm not going to want to pay for it. It's 16 hours or so, give or take, uh, of pure atmosphere. And then the rides, in my opinion, are bonus. So you talk about pay- taking pictures all the time. And the, your pictures, I mean, I've always, I always click the like on it because it's like, once I look at those pictures, I'm like, there's nobody else in sight. And it's like, how did he do that? It's, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. It's very rare that you can take a picture of something or get a picture of something when there's no one else in the background uh, when you're at Disneyland. Yeah, especially, the day, especially in the, the daytime hours. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've gotten lucky a few times. I'm that, like, uh, I, I don't want to say I'm a jerk, but I can kind of cross that way that that guy, because I'm a morning person. So before the sun comes up, I'm like, I'm awake and I'm excited, especially when I'm there. I'm like, okay, if I was there right now, I could set up my tripod. There'd be nobody around. I could get some, some dark shots and catch the sun coming up. But wife and kids are sleeping. And they're like, no, dude, no. Because if I do that, I'll forget what time it is. And then I'll get back to the hotel too late and I won't be able to get in there. So we, we hang out and I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like, just trying to drag them out of the out of the hotel with all their gear and all their stuff, and I'm this, I'm that guy. I'm like, we got to get there. You know, there's oh man, I'm freaking out. There's people already on the sidewalk walking. There's gonna be people there. You know, I want to be there at the front of the road drop, and, and I want to be there until they're kicking me out. But I'm I, I'm a go 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 for sure. But she's always pretty good on insisting for a, a midday swim or a nap or something to. To you know, refresh while the crowds are there, and then head back in. Yeah, it's, it's probably a little easier for you if you're an annual pass holder. Whereas, like me, I'm not. I want to get the the full day out of the ticket that I just you know bought. But annual pass holder, yeah. I'd, I'd be okay with that. You know, go back for a little bit, and then you know it's and you go as many times as you want, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we've been. I think we've made six trips this. September's when I got the passes this year or last year. They've wow. been six times. I think the sh- count shows like twenty visits or something. Yeah, 
Yeah, like but you said, each time. I see some of these people, you know, they have 100, 150, 200. These people go to the park every day. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Almost wish I worked there. Yeah. I heard there's a lot of passes involved in that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been fun, man. It's, it's fun, you know, what, one of the cool things I noticed, uh, been kind of paying attention more, being on Instagram and, and being part of that uh, community, uh, when we go, I've, I've noticed that when we go more often, you actually get to kind of know some people. Like people that work there, cast members, you see them, you see them more than once, you see them a couple of times, you run into them, and uh, on occasion, they even recognize you, and it's amazing how special that feels, because you really feel like you're part of this this, this family, this community, when one of the cast members recognizes you, you know, or stops to say mm-hmm. hi, because you call them out and say, hey, yo. We met! I saw you on Instagram! <laughs> it's funny, it's like they're, you know, it's like their own little celebrities in, within, you know, within the park. But there's so many, I mean, that's the thing, is when you consider what it takes to make Disneyland what it is, Walt knew it was all about the people. And if, if it's going to be all about the people, then you're going to have to train them a very specific way so that they know what's required of them to create this magic, because they create magic every day. Every other theme park I've ever been to in my entire life pales in comparison. It's not the same. Nothing. No, I agree. It's because of that, you know? I mean, and these, these cast members, they're, they're amazing people. I, I uh, found myself, we were there uh, over Christmas, and we decided to get one of the frozen light-up balloons. And... Uh, we had it on the double stroller, and it one of the parades. They, you know, they separate the rope. There was a pause in the parade, so they're letting the crowd through. And we just barely got through, and the lady dropped the rope behind us. The cast member dropped the rope behind us, and it caught the balloon and separated it from the stroller, and into the sky it went. And obviously, the kids are devastated. No, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm devastated too. That's a, that's not a cheap balloon. <laughs> So we went into guest services, and I talked to the lady saying, like, oh, my gosh, it's terrible. Let me get you a balloon. And so they got a voucher. We went and got a brand-new balloon. But while I was there waiting, listening to some of the stuff that these poor ladies were dealing with, and these irate human beings talking to them like they're garbage, and they're just standing there with a pleasant smile saying, I can get you a manager if you'd like, but as I told you, what you said has already been moved, and we're going to try our best to ensure that it doesn't happen again. And they're just and they're just working, and they're just continuing to keep you know that dream alive and that magic alive. Everybody else in the park is having a time of their life, and they're on cloud nine. But we're human beings. There's got to be people there that are having a bad day, and these people get to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was neat to watch them work. I told my wife afterwards, like, man, if I was that, I would have to go home and have a drink. <laughs> I don't know how I would cope with dealing with that type of person on a regular basis, you know? Yeah, I hear you. So I, think, I think for the most part, we're all there for the same reason. For the most part, we're all there to have, you know, a good time and to experience that magic. Yeah, and, and what you just said about the balloon, I heard they have that, that rule where it's like no kid... 
uh, sad or something along those lines where like if they drop their ice cream it's like they gotta make they're gonna make it right they wanna make sure nobody leaves there in a bad mood or anything like that and yeah yeah, I could go on and on. Every almost every time we've had somebody go out of their way to make sure that we left completely happy. Yeah, um, the time that we lost that balloon, we lost it three more times, and they replaced it all three times. So we ended up with basically going through four balloons when it was all said and done. Um, another one got caught up in a parade. Another one was just another. We got going through a mob of people, and a guy had his arm up and put it down. Just the perfect timing to have his arm go around the balloon cord, and it separated, and it <laughs> circled around in the wind, and we all, there's a group of us chasing this balloon, trying to capture it, and we couldn't. It got away. But they replaced it three times, wow. and when we had this balloon, stop, basically at this point, it was on our last day, um, my wife gifted it to a little toddler that was going into the park uh, that morning and to see the smile on her face and to be able to pass that along fun. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're amazing. I know we've, we had another experience at um, Big Thunder Ranch. Uh, we found that place pretty magical. Um, we've been going every Christmas for a couple of years and it's kind of become tradition and it's let me tell you it's an amazing tradition we go to the hotel i bring a six foot fake christmas tree i set it up i put led lights on it we put lights in the windows we bring presents and visits we go to disneyland on christmas day and it's phenomenal so um we like really really fell in love with big thunder ranch um barbecue and um, they did a fun little Christmas thing there. And, um, oh, man, where was I going with that? Oh, well, while we were there, um, we had, we've eaten there, I don't know, half a dozen times or more. And we went there and had an, a, an, a so-so experience because the waiter was a young guy. He really wasn't on his game. It was very different. He just... Uh, he told us some things about the menu that had changed that didn't change and then said that the dessert could be ready in five minutes. It was no big deal. You didn't have to order it now. So we didn't order it now. And then when we ordered it, it took a half hour to get. And at that point, you know, you've been sitting there for two hours. So um, my wife said, uh, she's like, I'm going to go talk to the manager. So uh, we paid the bill and we didn't say anything to the waiter. We paid the bill. And then we went up to the front, and my wife found the manager. And ironically enough, he looked like he was about 22 years old. Um, but very pleasant, very professional. He was uh, very empathetic with what we had, you know, experienced. He was like, oh, you know, I really apologize. Uh, he's like, are you guys going to be here tomorrow? And we said yes. And um, he goes, we're completely booked, but I'm going to get you a reservation. I want you guys to come back. Um, and I want you guys to get your dessert. And uh, and she goes, okay. So we go back, had had the table reserved. They didn't bring menus. They didn't even ask us. Um, they came out with both desserts. We only ordered one of the desserts the night before because they're big, you know, ten or fifteen dollar. I mean, it's a family size dessert. And uh, 
they brought out both of these super special fancy desserts and left a note saying um, uh, something like, you know, I hope this made your day magical. Um, I don't know, something. He basically signed the receipt saying, you know, it's all covered, it's on us. Uh, hope your day is magical. <laughs> and we were just blown away. We weren't expecting that. We were totally going to pay. We just really wanted to try this dessert that we didn't get to try because it took too long, you know? So they always go above and beyond. And and I think Walt knew that, you know? He knew that it was going to take people beyond his control that we're going to have to create this magic while he was here and after he was gone. And somehow they continue to make it happen. I overheard, I overheard, I heard one of the, um, I don't remember which episode it was, but recently you guys were chatting about uh, the price hike and, or, or the, the uh, variable pricing now that, they, that they're offering. Yeah, it might have been and, uh, I think last week we did that. Okay, my wife mentioned, she goes, well, you know what I'm thinking? She goes, have you ever been there when it's really crowded? When it's peak season and they got, I don't know, 50,000 people in the park? Have you ever been there? Have you ever experienced that? We ha- uh, Miss Space Mountaineer has. He went there on the 24-hour event they had uh, last year. Okay. It was a yeah, hundred, so hundred plus percent. Like they were at noon. You said they closed the gates, yeah, and they wouldn't let anybody in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when it's like that, if you look around, there's cast members literally directing traffic. That's all they do. Yep. They just stand there and they direct, direct traffic. So I guarantee you, Disneyland has way more people, way more cast members in the park when it's at capacity than they do on an off-season day. It costs more money regardless for them to have the park at capacity because they have more people working. They have, you know, obviously it's in their best benefit to have that park capacity all the time, and I, I know they're not against that. But I, I thought you brought up an interesting point when you factor, you know, with a city like that, they're running full tilt. I mean, they're running, you know, nonstop. You know, I don't know how many shifts they run. But I'm sure it's nonstop. Yeah, I think it's a 24-hour thing. I mean, even when they're closed, there's like I, I read somewhere there's 500 overnight employees and 135 of them. This is where I, I just read this um, are part of the cleaning crew, and the rest of them I don't know what they're doing, keeping the things running properly, maintenance or whatever it takes. But 500. <laughs> Yes, uh, me and my wife knows one day we were there one morning, and I, I pointed out, I was like, look at that. Those, um, we were in line for Astro Blasters over there by Star Tours, and, and um, oh no, we were in line for the rocket ship, not Astro Blasters. The orbiter, Astro Orbiter. Yeah, Astro Orbiter. And um, they had this little planter, and they had these like cabbages in there, and one of the cabbages was all chewed up and kind of brown. And it was, I don't know. 12 o'clock in the, in the like, lunchtime-ish. And she noticed it, and she's like, wow, I'm surprised that that's there. The next morning when we got in line for Astro Orbiter, it was a brand-new plant. Wow. The next morning. <laughs> that's so funny. they do, you know, I think they're on, I mean, I'm sure you could find flaws, but I think they're on that every night. They're replacing light bulbs, and they're painting things, and they're 
cleaning things and, you know, we saw, oh my goodness, we saw cast members when we were walking, we were in Disney California Adventure um, behind the wharf, kind of between Radiator Springs and the wharf, yeah. uh, where Boudin is at the uh, ice cream shop, Ghirardelli. Yeah. And we saw his four cast members scrubbing the bricks on the, the ground. Somebody vomited, and there were two cast members tasked with cleaning that mess up. And they had, both of them had smiles on their faces, <laughs> and one of them had a toothbrush and was literally scrubbing the cracks in the bricks. Well. They were going to, and they made it gone. I mean, we walked back by it, I don't know what, how, how much longer or later, but it was gone. And there was no sign that there was ever an accident there, you know? But somebody got sick, somebody puked, and they made it disappear as fast as they could. It's amazing. That's great. Yeah. They don't shy away from it. You know what I mean? Anywhere else, anywhere else, the employee that finds it is going to be like, I didn't see it. I'm, you know, going the other way. Yeah, I think they call that over there. They call it the code V, so they don't even say that over the walkies or anything like that. So customers will hear that, and right. they might get grossed out. But you're right. They they probably have just guys for that. Like, I'll give them. We're up. Let's go. And they go over there, take care of it. Right. Like, that's the one thing about Disney I like is it's always clean. And, it, you, I mean, you do see them every once in a while, but you hardly ever see the guys cleaning the bathrooms and Main Street. You know, when the horses, they got to do their business. They Someone's got to clean that yeah. up. and. You know, I think that they re- do a really good job with that. The magic is, part of it is keeping it a clean park. You know, so you can walk around and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Like you said, other theme parks don't, I mean, they're not as clean as that. That's a big part yeah. of the, the customer right. service or the experience, too, so. It's, um, who's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's a part of that, you know, it's all part of the magic. It's amazing what Walt created when you think about it. I mean, Every day, every time you go there, it's like you're going into a story. You know, you're going into a different story. When you walk down Main Street, when you go into Adventureland, when you go into Frontierland or Tomorrowland, um, with the cast members in their in their costumes playing their part, mm-hmm. the custodians. Yeah, you know, I mean they, these guys that from. Have you guys ever seen the trash can band? Have you guys ever experienced that while you're there? I've never seen that. No. no. Wait, did you say the trash can band, or what did you say? Trash, yeah, it's a trash can band, and it's these three custodians with with metal um, garbage cans, and they walk up, and they drop their garbage cans, and they take the lid off, and they pull a five-gallon bucket out, and it has drumsticks in it, and they set the bucket down, and then they just put on this incredible show, and then when they're done, they go back to sweeping up popcorn. Nice. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're spinning the batons around, they're making jokes, they're interacting with the audience, and there are countless things like that throughout Disneyland that will stop you and grab your attention and keep you from getting in a crowded line for a ride. It's all crowd control. It's amazing, though. Yeah. You know? That, that reminds me of the guys outside of Pirates of the Caribbean. I forgot what they're called, but they, they're like, they, they sing outside of it, and they're like, they're dressed like pirates. Something similar to that, oh, but right. they're, they're yeah. yeah. I thought they were amazing. I like the bands at Disneyland, the, the music they they put on, and I I will sit there for three hours rather than go ride an attraction sometimes, just because I'm enjoying the time right there uh, at that spot. You know. Yeah. Well, it's the thing that makes a movie. You know, music makes a movie. 
and the music that's constantly playing at Disneyland makes it that movie. It has you have a soundtrack to your to your life when you're there, and it's happy, or it's creepy, or it's exciting. You know, you go through a ton of different emotions while you're there, and and that's what I do when I'm editing the show is. I'll, I'll go through, try to find the right track for the, the attraction, what we're talking about, and I'll just get into that wormhole of different uh, different rides just, just because I want to listen to them. And it'll be like a few hours before I'll come back to the one I really need. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely get lost in the music sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing place, no doubt. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if we were supposed to talk about a specific subject or not, or if we should talk about the magic of Disneyland, the magic that is Disneyland. No, that's fine. That's what we do sometimes. We stray off. And we were going to talk about pirates later on Tom Sawyer Island, which, from what we're reading right now, is a little movie or story in its own. You know, I mean, I, I haven't gone there in a while, but since it was called Tom Sawyer Island, but it looks like there's a lot of stuff to do, like... Maybe not necessarily geared towards adults, but just by looking at it, kids could oh, go no. over there and no, get no. lost. Yeah, don't, don't sell yourself short. It's <laughs> amazing. I was, uh, we went, when do we go? I don't always get to go because my wife is, she, she likes it. She thinks it's cool. It's just not her thing. She'd much rather be shopping in New Orleans. And that, in fact, that's just, she's like, Fine, you guys go, I'm going to shop. Mm-hmm. So uh, I took the girls over there uh, when we went in February, and uh, we were only over there for about a half hour. But it's amazing how quickly that half hour went by. Um, the and again, I can't help but go back to Walt, imagining Walt's hand in all of this, and imagining what I mean. The guy was just such a gigantic kid. Uh, as a kid, we, you know, growing up, I had an older brother and a younger brother, and we built forts in our backyard, and we had a fort in every single corner. And then they had secret passages that led out of our backyard into the field behind the house. You know, they had a crawl space that you would never want to go in, but it was a crawl space that was super cool because it was, you could hide stuff in it. Um, and we were all about that. I mean, we make fake, you know, Temple of the Forbidden Eye um, out of one of our forts with a bunch of, eucalyptus branches and, and a fake old treasure box and pretended to be Indiana Jones with a hat and a whip that we bought at Disneyland and filmed this stupid little scene that we, we didn't have any, you know, creative direction. We didn't know what we were doing. I just knew I wanted to make something and I wanted to, I just wanted to do it. And um, going to Tom Sawyer's Island always takes you back to being that kid. It's this, it's the, it is the, the boy's Dream playground. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we used to ride our bikes as kids uh, to this eucalyptus grove that we kind of had a makeshift treehouse in. And that, we had to ride our bikes there. It wasn't in our backyard. We weren't really allowed to go play there, but we did. Disney, you know, that, that Tom Sawyer's Island Pirate's Lair is, is all of that stuff combined. It's got the caverns and the caves. It's got the rope bridges that lead over, you know, uh, uh, bunch of skeleton bones from old pirates that were chasing buried treasure there. Um, they've got some cool, like, uh, holographic stuff that they put in there now as part of the pirate's layer stuff. But I remember going there as a kid, and even to go now, it just, it, 
the, the minute I hop on that raft and I'm going over there, it's almost like an escape to Disneyland within Disneyland because you get over there, it's usually quiet even though there's kids playing. It's quiet. You can hear the music from across the river and playing in New Orleans Square. And it it is peaceful. And there's even a place to sit down and play checkers right there. Um, they got two tables with checkerboards. Um, right there where they shoot off all the stuff for Fantastic, that little um, lodge mm-hmm. or watermill or whatever it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so cool because Walt knew what he, he was just creating exactly what he would have created when he was a kid if he could have, you know. And it's <laughs> even got a treehouse. It's got a sunken ship that's, you know, half buried in the rock. And uh, it's, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's as magical as anything else at Disneyland. Not everybody pulls themselves out of the main park, you know, out of the park to hop on that map to go experience it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is amazing. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. We went over there. Uh, I went specifically to just try and take a bunch of pictures because I know it's changing. And I, I'm terrified of change, but I also can't wait for it because I'm so excited for what's going what's gonna to happen. Um, but one of the other things that I loved when I was a kid, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a uh, Fort Wilderness on the island. Not, not specifically, Fort, no. Fort Wilderness was this giant wooden fort, like super old school, uh, like Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett style fort, made out of logs, you know, with sweet pits. They had a, uh, and it was just basically a big enclosed area that was a fort and big fort walls and you could take these stairs up to the top rails and then it had kind of like turrets uh like a castle or a fort wood uh with windows and they had set up in these towers at the mark twain and the columbia as they sailed by Hmm. and i thought that was the coolest thing in the world no matter as a kid uh, we would always go, and and sometimes we would stop because Disneyland used to sell the muskets um, in Frontierland. You could buy the pistols or the rifles, uh, basically a cap gun, you know, the, the, the flat paper cap. Um, but they would sell these muskets, and, and when I was a kid, they didn't even have orange tips on them. So they looked authentic, you know, mm-hmm. like an old school musket. So we would stock up, we would go and buy, you know, Oh man, when I go, I'm buying a pistol this time, or I'm going to buy that specific, you know, cannon-style pistol with the big blown-out muzzle. And we'll buy these things, and then be like, "Dad, you got to take us to Tom Sawyer's Island. We want to go to Tom Sawyer's Island. Tom Sawyer's Island. We go to Tom Sawyer's Island. We would play fort, and we would shoot people, and, <laughs> you know, pirates and Indians. It was it was the, the coolest thing. Um, so I was looking. It looks like the Fort Wilderness was. Um, a part of the original island, which opened in 1956, um, I think it was a year after Disneyland opened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one year after Disneyland opened, Tom Sawyer's Island opened. And it was this big fort that was a part of the original uh, feature. Um, it says it was guest accessible feature on the island. The Fort Wilderness was closed after the island reopened for refurbishment in 2003. 
And this is something I didn't know. In 2007, Disney demolished the original 1956 Fort Wilderness because of uh, termites and weather problems. Um, and when we were there in February, we went, we saw a fort, and it's been closed off. It's been closed off for years. But we went and looked, and I, I didn't even realize that it was a different fort. You can't go inside, but I didn't realize it was a different fort. Um, in 2007, they built a new one, uh, and instead of it being constructed out of um, hand-hewn logs like the original, it was built out of standard milled lumber. And this one is now just a cast member area only. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a break area for them or a, um, a, an area where they hold all the stuff for Fantasmic. I'm not sure. But back in the day, you used to be able to play there, and it was amazing. Yeah. yeah the, well, you kind of said it with the uh, shooting the ships. What I think would be cool is with the technology they have, if, if they still did that, you could, like, shoot. I know I know when you're on the Columbia, the, the cannon that makes a noise and all that, if they could, yeah. like, if you could, yeah. like, have a miniature war, if there are people, little kids over there, or even adults shooting, they can go back and forth, and then it's, like, little digital bullet holes or whatever it has to go through. Uh, hits hits the ship or it hits you or something like that. Just little digital images, or even targets or something like that. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I know you can do that. That uh, would be cool. I think it was uh, Interventions when it was it was open. They had that that house with the Peter Pan room, mm-hmm. and you you did that. You shot the cannon and it like shot through the screen digitally, and the little kids got to pull the the string, and it was like the coolest thing. Same with the Columbia. I think they have a kid do it. Or somebody, whoever wants to do it, pull it, and it's like a real noise. I don't think it shoots anything, but even a digital thing going, that'd be kind of, I think you, what you just said kind of made me think that would be really sweet when they open it back up. That'd be sweet. Yeah, so I was going to say, I've heard you say before, when you talk to Disney, uh, <laughs> let them know that they should do that. <laughs> just, you know, throw your weight around. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wish I had that power. There's little things that would just, <laughs> just add to it, like, you, okay... The, the the guy who's running the Columbia is like, all right, guys, we got the people over on Tom Sawyer Island. They they're ready for us, and just a miniature war. Like, there's always going to be people. I mean, if they did that, there'd be so many people doing that back and forth. It'd be like they could have names for each, you know, section. I don't know. Right. That'd yeah. be awesome. Even well, if, and there's you know they are integrating that kind of stuff. I don't know if you guys know, but the uh, Mickey Fun Wheel. In California Adventure, if you go over there at certain times uh, before before the um, World of Color show, they've actually played a, a game on Mickey's Fun Wheel, mm-hmm. a light a light game. Si- that's Simon. That? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that in our on our Fun Wheel. You can play Simon. I didn't know that until Space yeah. Mountain was talking about it. And I think that's just phenomenal. No matter if you're going to watch the show or not, you walk by. You, you log into your phone and just you can play that game and it's little things like that it's so far away yet it's so like perfect for your phone to do that yeah exactly well, the other thing we've had a ton of fun with this year um is the uh, paintbrush and the Mickey mm-hmm. ears as a combo oh my god <laughs> just having I mean these you know perfect strangers people that you would never interact with on a, on a day, you know, in your in your average day, and these perfect strangers are changing the colors of your ears and starting this battle with these wands and, and your ears. And before you know it, 
people are laughing and other people are joining in and it's hilarious. It's almost like you're filming a commercial the, the whole time you're there. It's so ridiculously fun. Mm -hmm. It's so over the top. They think of everything, you know? That's, that's why the, I say it's the judgment-free zone. Like, you're going to wear your ears. You would never wear your ears otherwise. You wear your ears. You walk in there. You wear your, your goofy slippers or your uh, the gloves, and people love you for it. Like, nowhere else can you do something like that and not be, I don't know, I don't want to say judge, but it is a judgment-free zone because it's super well, yeah. fun. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Like you said, everyone's caught up in the yeah. magic with you. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of the rafts on the to, to get to Tom Sawyer Island, I remember one time I was on the rafts, and and this is one of those things where it was like a little bit of a different experience. It was kind of bad, but at the same time, kind of neat. But uh, we got on there, and this person was in training. The guy was you know was on the job training for these rafts because the way they have to come in is like sideways, and you have to turn them kind of weird and avoid the other rafts coming back to Disneyland. Um, this person almost, I guess the word is crashed, but they, uh, the guy had to take over and tell the other person, do, I don't know what they're called, skippers, whatever they are that are controlling the rafts, uh, to back their raft up because this guy was coming in too hot. And we, you know, we bumped a little hard, but they want you to not bump, like maybe just like a smidge and a bump. Right. And then you get off, but we bumped a little bit hard. They said, hey, everyone, hold on. We're going to bump pretty hard. And we bumped as if you would break in your car or something, you know, something not too crazy, but for them, they right. want it's all about safety. I just thought it was interesting how we got on that raft and, and the person was training and we got, I don't know, it was just kind of weird how we had to tell the other guy to go away for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he was trained better. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it is interesting because those little moments where it doesn't go perfect, mm -hmm. bring, you know, uh, in a sense, almost bring you back to reality for a split second. You're like, oh yeah, these are normal people. Yeah, <laughs> look, he just he just started here. He just works here. Like he gets paid to do that. This is a job. You, you know, you yeah. think you know for a second you get pulled out of it, but it, it doesn't take long to get stuck right back into it. No, it doesn't. Yeah, that's what I was saying about Tom Sawyer Island. This is before. I mean, I don't remember back back then. This is back in like '03 time. Not having all that stuff they have now. Looking at it now, these pictures, there's so much more going on. Even when I went on the Columbia ship, it was the pirate stuff back there, and it's just a a, a place where you could definitely. It's uh, it's almost like going into the animation studio, where it's like I could get lost in there for at least an hour before I want to go do something oh, else. Yeah. There's just so much to it's do. It's so hard to it's it's so hard to justify, especially with, like you said, when you're there for a day or two days. So much to do now. There's so much ground to cover. You have to ride a couple of the rides twice. You know, you can't just ride it once. Um, but there's so much to do now. Unless you're going for three or four. I mean, three is like minimum to try and get everything done, and you still won't. But uh, it's, it's sometimes hard. Yeah, it's hard to force yourself to, to duck into the animation studio or go to Tom Sawyer's Island because you know you're going to get stuck there. You know you're going to be there for a while, you know. It's not like running through Tarzan's treehouse. You run through it. It's fun. You run through it. <laughs> that literally is an up and then down. I mean, you could you can hang there for a minute, but then you you're back down the stairs. We we said that in yeah, our I want to say exactly. it was our Jungle Cruise episode. They they should make more of an overlook of the actual Jungle Cruise. Like build a little bridge that you can just overlook it. You know, of the, of the little boats really going by. Cool. 
it would create more jokes too, like for, for the skippers, like oh, there's there's the islanders, or you know, there's there's the monkeys or the, something. Yeah, something, yeah, something. There's something the monkey clever. exhibit. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Something <laughs> very clever with the just people or kids jumping around and <laughs> right, yeah. Even have Tarzan awesome. on a vine going through the ride. Yeah, freshen it up. I don't know. That'd be cool. Yep. And intertwining rides. I mean, we talk about this all the time. My favorite. Or I, I also heard this this little fun fact and. I want to say it was on the app a couple years ago how uh, Tom Sawyer Island is not geographically at Disneyland, they say. Did you ever hear about that? No. I've never heard that. I'll have to look that up because someone was saying it's like when you look at it on a map, it's like supposedly not even in like the, the address of Tom Sawyer Island. It's not in California. Mm. It's one of those weird uh, Bermuda Triangle type mysteries. I don't know. I just thought I heard that and thought that was really interesting. And you guys haven't heard of it, so maybe I'm just maybe that's just me. If maybe. anyone out there has heard of that, let me know because I uh, I did hear that. And obviously, you're in the middle of Disneyland in California physically, but like geographically, something something about it is not the address is not California. I don't know. Or maybe it's Anaheim, but I don't know. No, I think it was like a different state altogether. I don't know what I heard or what. It, maybe it used to be that or. I don't know. I just thought I heard that. Thought I'd bring that up if you guys had heard that, and maybe it's my imagination because sometimes it runs free when I'm at the park. <laughs> what I did see one time is Jack Sparrow over there just hanging out. Like you see him from the land, I guess really? if you want to call it that. He's over there just sh- doing the Jack Sparrow thing. And it's yeah, like, I've seen I've seen like a few people taking pictures with him over there, and I didn't know he hung out over there. Yeah, he hung he he hangs out over there sometimes. Pretty cool. Yeah. This guy over here, this pirate guy, it's, it's, it fits the pirate theme at least. Yeah, I mean, they, that was their whole re-theming, I think, in 2007, changing it to Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely definitely like the area. Um, I think I went for the first time probably a couple of years ago since they did the revamp um, or the re-theme of it. Um, and I, I was there for an hour easily, um, just running around through the caves and going across the bridges and things like that but yeah we I had a really really good time I was with a bunch of kids so playing with them are your cousins or or just just people Uh, you met at the park it was like family friends no not not people that I met at the park (laughs) (laughs) it was just like family friends that we went to the park with that day so Hmm. it was good times for somebody that cannot find anything I'll I'll have to look oh yeah right here it says Tom Sawyer Island is in Missouri that's just what I I thought I heard that I don't know if that's true or people just making that up but uh yeah like I'm gonna check that out or I don't know if you wanna pull it up on the computer here that's cool I don't know I just thought I read that and it did Missouri sounds familiar as if that's where it was but it obviously makes no sense cause it's physically in Calif- in, in the middle of you know Disneyland oh. <laughs> That's interesting, for sure. But you say you you take your daughters. Like my daughter is, uh, will be two in October. We're taking her for her first time, and I'm I'm, I'm probably just going to take her over there because I, I plan on doing, you know, most of my days of stuff with her. I mean, a little bit of the adults when the uh, grandparents will take the kids back to the room, but most of my day is going to be focused whatever she wants to. She'll be two, so she don't doesn't know what she wants to do. But I'll, I want to I want to show her everything. You know, the whole new world. Yeah. Her. Yeah, that's so fun. 
It's, oh man, that, yeah, that, that makes Disneyland a completely new experience when you get to show somebody that's never been there yeah. and is a child. Oh man. <laughs> and it's magical, especially for, for, you know, they're just, they're freer, you know, they're, they don't worry about being touched. They don't worry about it. They're not worried about the job. They're not worried about how the trip is costing them. It's just pure magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she already loves Mickey. Like we watch Mickey Mouse Club daily, and like I, once Mickey comes on, and she knows the difference because I try other little Disney shows like Lion Guard and Doc McStuff, and it's like she she's not into it. Like she loves Mickey, and then for her when she meets Mickey for yeah. the first time in person, like it's gonna be, I might just start crying. I don't know. Yeah. I can't wait. It's in October. Blow her mind. Yeah. 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 And Tom Sawyer Island looks. It seems like one of those places that she would at least you know go run around and mess around when. Like I said, she's only, she only going to be two at the time, but she's going to love it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah you're, right about, sure. you're right about taking somebody new, because my friend Richard, like, we took him for the first time a few years ago, and I had been on Jungle Cruise, I don't know, countless times, and I, and it, when you get the, when you get that good skipper, the ride is, is phenomenal, um, but we got we got a good skipper, and it was, the, the skipper wasn't phenomenal, but it was a good, it was, the good jokes were good. And he had never heard these jokes, and he was laughing. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> uh, he was laughing hysterically, and because of that, I'm waiting for the next punchline because I already know what it's going to be. Waiting for his reaction. Of course, his reaction is going to spark a reaction out of me, and it's like, hurry up, just get to that joke. I want to see my my friend laugh right now. And it happened, and it was the entire ride just was that much better because of that. Yeah. That's it's just, the same experience you get when you go and they drop a new joke or a couple of new you know, new lines that you hadn't heard before, and they and they pull it off, you know. Because I agree, man. That that one in particular is one that you got to be on your game the entire time. You're working, you're working the crowd, you're working, you know, to make sure that it, that that uh, it's the right experience for them. And if you're off. We all feel it, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you left, you left, going. Ah, that wasn't as good as it's been. It's amazing how much the people play an element into that one. Oh yeah, you can tell who's new and who's not by the people who duck when they uh, when the elephant comes up or the yeah, I think it's the elephant. It's like spray. a spray you, yeah, yeah, or the piranhas, right. the man eating piranhas. Yeah. So women and children are safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's golden. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Right. We, we, we talk, we don't need the facts on Tom Sawyer Island. This is, no, this is just, great. just talking about the going over there. And like I said, in October, I'm going over there. No age limit no or no age restriction. Get on that ferry. I'm, I'm actually, I don't know if it's going to be open. I don't know why I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, here. actually, eh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know when it's set to be back open. I know it's under refurbishment right now, but I got ahead of myself on that. You did a little bit. Cause I think That's it might good. open back up when Star to Oh, Star Wars opens yeah. back up. That's the whole point That's of its closing. Yep. My fault. I'm not going to go out in October then. Next year. Next Sometime. to following in October when they open it back up. And then you just go to Star Wars Land at that time. Yeah. Do we have a, do they have a date or a round? I don't think not so. Not they have a specific date, but... I think it is next year, though. I believe early. Have you heard anything about that? No. No, yeah. I just don't know when... It, I mean... I mean, I figure October of 2017 it might be back. I don't know. 
Yeah, because I think I heard before summer, sometime before then, either spring or summer. Okay, so that's when we'll go. Because uh, uh, we're going to go every October because her birthday is in October, so it's a perfect excuse, I guess, to go. It is. So Got to find every excuse. Yeah, so when she's three, she'll probably enjoy it a little more anyway. She'll be a little older. But we both, we'll stick to Fantasyland and uh, what's it called? Uh... Bug, Bugs Life, Bugs Land, and uh, Paradise Pier. They have all those little rides over there yeah. too for her. So, and Toontown maybe. Yeah, Toontown. But either way, I just cannot wait. Like I'm not really that big of a fan of the uh, Aerials Underground, but when I Undersea Adventure, but when mm-hmm. I went uh, with my friends' kids, I talk about it all the time. Yep. It was they loved it. And then yeah. with my own daughter, it's gonna be amazing. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Right. You have anything else on the Tom Sawyer? Then we have a. There's a few I, things, but I, nothing. Nothing as interesting as this free talk here. Yeah, not me. But you should go. I highly recommend it for anybody that hasn't been or that hasn't been in a while. I think it's worth. I think it's worth the, the nice little escape that it is. Mm-hmm. And what I also like, too, is when you're over there, you see uh, there's a, a really clear view of Splash Mountain, the big drop. And there's like a little hole. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yes. And that's just... Yeah, I got a... I got a... I got a, I, in fact, I think I posted... I know I told to the shop from that, from that angle from oh, over nice. there. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's perfect. Yeah. I'll have to go check it's that out there. to go, yeah. Right. Yeah, that is a good spot to go and uh, take pictures of all that whole. Like, you ever do like a think about doing like a panoramic view of that whole whole spot where you know you got frontier that, all the way that whole shore. Yeah, that'd be that'd be and an interesting photo. Bear, you can see there too. Just, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, because I, I went on the uh, the Columbia ship for the first time. I think it was around two years ago, and just the view you get from that. You only go around one time. And you see the view, kind of like it's almost like a like a, a view of the what do I always say the the behind the scenes areas, mm-hmm. like you hardly ever get to see. Yeah, exactly. So and that's what uh the, the railroad is kind of too that you get mm-hmm. you, you kind of see some of the behind the scenes that you say with the you, monorail. Yeah, it's like that a little bit too. That's why the people mover needs to come back. <laughs> Absolutely, something. Well, it's been cool. We uh, over Christmas this year and it was busy um, and so after the fireworks they opened up actually after the fireworks and during the fireworks during the fireworks like we walked in to Main Street and before we even got a, you know as you walk in under, you know, it's under the dish, um, and, it, and it rounds to Main Street you know mm-hmm. before we even got straight part of Main Street, they shuffled us to the right behind Main Street, and we went behind the building. Oh, and they wow. had this, basically this walkway. Did you guys experience that? Mm. I've never done that, no. Oh. Yeah, so they had this walkway, and it's pretty, I mean, it's set up. You can tell it's temporary. It's not like a structure, but it's, it's got lights, you know, it had lights straight from it, and it was it's pretty walkway, but basically... I started freaking out because the fireworks were going off, and I told her, I was like, hey, I want to get some shots as we walk down Main Street. They shuffled us behind the building the entire way down Main Street. We were behind the building and uh, in this, you know, constructed walkway. And then as we left, um, 
we were headed to California Adventure, I think. The fireworks, when we were leaving, they shuffled us to the right again. We walked behind Main Street, and behind Main Street on that side is the Jungle Cruise. And we saw behind the scenes, like, these little boat dock areas, like dry dock areas, where they service the um, Jungle Cruise boats. Wow. And uh, basically you could see Walt's back patio, uh, where he would sit up on his, you know, on his porch balcony and watch uh, the Jungle Cruise ships go by. Um, so I busted out my camera, and as soon as I got my camera out, one of the cast members said, uh, we, we, we appreciate if you didn't take any pictures wow. back here. Hmm. So I put, you know, I put my camera back down. But it was really neat. It, you know, it's almost like you guys talk about uh, that experience, the difference. Mm-hmm. It, it's an adventure in its own when a ride breaks down and you have to exit it, you know, or it was that same kind of experience. You're like, wow, I, I'm seeing something I shouldn't be seeing. The exactly. lights are on, or, you know. <laughs> It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it does sound amazing. You got to walk behind both sides, which sounds phenomenal. Which I, I always say, like, if you stay at the Grand California and you get to see the cleaning crew if you're on that side, I mean, you paid for it. Like, you get to see that, and only people who are staying there, unless you get to go in there somehow, but you see a different part, and I, I do like that kind of stuff. It sounds awesome, especially if you want to go to the Jungle Cruise, and I do get why they don't want the pictures taken. It's like kind of special at that yeah point. i was totally bummed <laughs> it was really cool looking you know and then just i mean to see see like that from i mean basically you need like saw a part patio and you're like walt walt sat there and walt watched these you know shift cruise by this was his spot it was really neat yeah hmm. be phenomenal i, I keep using hey, that I word but it I really is uh, i was saying that i gotta wrap this up tonight no, oh, no problem. Well, it's been t- it's been fun talking with you, man. Yeah, definitely. Likewise, I agree. It's always fun, man. It's it's hard not to get on this topic <laughs> and just ramble on, you know, especially when people that have this And that's why we started this because I'll I'll be at work sometimes. I just be talking about Disneyland, and then, you know, here it goes an hour later. We didn't get any work done. And that's what we're doing to get our <laughs> fix because we don't always get to go. So it's. We get our fix, and we help yeah, other people yeah. listen and get their fix each week. So, yeah. Yeah. So. All right, then, man. We'll uh, we'll talk to you later, and uh, hope we do it again. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And um, make sure anybody who wants to check out Disneyland Times checks out Disneyland underscore Times on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks, Jungle Cruiser. Thanks, uh, Space Mountaineer. Not a problem. No more Christmas page. She's uh she's taking a break with school, but yeah, <laughs> a long okay. a long winded a long, break. A long winded break, but maybe she'll be back soon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. We'll definitely we'll definitely be chatting again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have a good night. All right, guys. That was Jeremy from Disneyland underscore Times on Instagram. Uh, do check out that Instagram. There's a lot of great photos. Go follow him. Um, like I said, I, I go through uh, Instagram every other day. And just he has photos, and I'll, you know, I check them out. Just I, I don't, I don't like them just to like them. I like them because they actually are really good photos. So, mm-hmm. um, before we head back to Main Street here, we do have a couple more things. Uh, 
Space Mountaineer. Hyperspace Mountaineer. Take it away. Hyperspace Mountaineer. So definitely, uh, like we mentioned in the intro, definitely check out uh, MagicalPartnersTravel.com um, if you're booking a vacation anytime soon or inquiring about booking a vacation. They're offering free quotes, so it doesn't cost you anything to inquire about um, anything. Um, just help have them help you book a vacation if uh, you don't want to do it or if you don't like doing it. Um, get to the parks and yeah, def- definitely tell them all the board sent you. Yep. And uh, still on our Facebook, we got our first milestone, like I said, 300 likes. Now we're going for five. We'll give away a lot more prizes. And Instagram, same thing. We'll get to 300. Uh, come to our page, like it. Go to allaboardpodcast.com. Check out the website. Uh, all the links for the shows. And uh, I think that's about it. Next yeah. week, uh, up in the air again, or do you want to pick up? up in, we're wanna, up in the air. We're up in the air? Yo, we'll... We'll pause. Yeah, we're just up in the air next week. So uh, uh, we'll uh, do do, thank you guys for listening and um, have a great week. Switch on the sky and the stars glow for you. Go see the world because it's all so brand new. Don't close.